You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the weekend edition of the Real Vision Daily Briefing. Here's a highlight from a Real Visionaries episode between luxury brand strategist John Cropper and Real Vision contributor Dr. Pippa Malmgrim discussing why seduction and storytelling are key components for sales strategies. Enjoy. The fundamental challenge facing American democracy is how the media and its role in the distribution of information has been fundamentally corrupted. You used to have to give an oath, like, um, uh, like a doctor has to give an oath that they will do their best to save your life. And there was an oath as a journalist that said, you're going to do your best to pursue the truth, objective. And not like in, unlike many other countries, the industry of information and truth gathering somehow became politicized where it was okay to be subjective. And now in this country, we've got two different communications ecosystems based on political perspective and agenda. You know, we'll say with like the MSNBC, you know, versus the Fox kind of thing. That fundamental schism is causing such divisiveness. Uh, and I'm really, really concerned about that. Now, Donald Trump um, is a media entrepreneur, a media figure, just like me. He comes from television and understands storytelling, and he understands the value of cost per thousand, CPMs, you, you know, and advertising, uh, attracting advertisers, demographics, etc. I read the investor deck for his new thing just you last did. night. Yeah, I'll say it to you. <laughs> Truth social. Yes. The idea that the political power of the future is a media influencer by controlling their own media platform, that, that's a spooky and scary reality. Now, you look at the Berlusconis in Italy and you look at the, even in the, uh, the Putins in Russia, they all understand that the first step when uh, aggregating power is to control the communications platforms, which allows you to control the seductiveness of the stories being told. And obviously, mas massage what is truth. So, what does our future look like when anyone who's running for political office isn't going door to door asking for $10 donations, but is trying to create a media spectacle around themselves and their policies and their concepts? It means that the, the merger of entertainment and reality will only amplify. That's where we're headed. Very upsetting. Because increasingly, it's not about the quality of the, uh, of, the, of the brain and the elegance of the thinking and the intellect, the intellectual debate. It's about, am I more stylish than you? Do I deliver my message with a little more swagger than you do? 
to, to um, am I good looking? Um, am I controversial? It has almost nothing to do with are my ideas fundamentally going to help transform the society for the better? And I feel that we in the innovation business and in this business of, of distributed knowledge and um, and in the realm of blockchain, we have to be thinking about some of these broader societal challenges and how we as entrepreneurs can uh, um, develop ideas that are both profit, profitable and purposeful, positive and purposeful. You know, and I'm not saying that you have to sacrifice profit to do well or do good. You know, they, those things coexist. You know, but I think that we're heading into some pretty scary and scary days as it relates to um, what Norman Mailer coined the industrial production of fame. Yes, absolutely. It reminds me of uh, what the guy I think is the greatest philosopher of our time now, a fellow called Daniel Schmachtenberger. Mm. I don't know if you know him, but he, he's got a marvelous series of videos, uh, one on YouTube called The War on Sensemaking. Mm. And he talks about basically the hygiene of the information ecology. Mm. That, that, that our hygiene of the information quality has become weakened. And it's funny, actually, what you said about um, I'm more stylish or I can deliver it more beautifully than the next person. I remember working for President George W. Bush, and I was with him on the first day that he did a press conference. He did not do that well on that first day. And he's kind of famous for having this sort of slightly bumbling, you know, ah, shucks, I don't it's complicated type of style. But having worked closely with him, I, I, I remember having a conversation, being in a conversation with him where he talked about the lack of polish in his delivery. And he said, listen, guys, I could get media training. I could spend some of my time moving up the polish curve. And some of the previous presidents had done exactly that because even, even Bill Clinton, when you look at his first press conference, he was also kind of bumbling in that first thing. By the way, I challenge anybody to do your first press conference as president of the United States and be completely cool about it. Yeah, right. But nonetheless, it was interesting. He understood the trade-off and he's like, you know, either my ideas stand or they don't. And spending time trying to make them more beautiful and polished because we're in a camera television era is that really good use of time? But now, because of all these developments you're talking about, personal brand is everything. Mm -hmm. And that ability to build trust is more and more based on how beautifully do you deliver it? So this is really interesting. How do we manage that and not have the information ecology continue to deteriorate? Right. That's going to be the fundamental challenge of the, of the next two decades, if we don't implode on ourselves before that. Um, I think that it starts with the youth. Um, I was em emboldened and I felt encouraged to see the political science has grown in, as a, a, a major, a, a declared major. International affairs and political science are more popular than they were a few years ago. Journalism school applications actually were up, which startled me. I was like, what? It's not because they want to necessarily be journalists. They want to be Ariana Huffington or Nick Denton. They want to be um, media entrepreneurs, not so much journalists in my, in my view. But I was encouraged to see that there's a growing interest in, among the youth market in um, 
uh, uh, political science and how we can, or how they can get involved and help to, uh, I'll say, swing the pendulum. Um, this is a bipolar nation. We swing all the way from um, you know, a Dick Cheney, um, a Bush mindset, all the way to an Obama mindset, and then all the way to a Donald Trump mindset, and then who knows where it's gonna swing back to from there. And if you were married to someone who behaved that way, you wouldn't be married to them for long. If their attitudes and their perspectives culturally shifted that widely. And so I think that that represents um, kind of a, a fundamental turning point culturally. But when I think about individual branding, um, I wrote a book, it's called Seduction, and I tried to distill it down into nine steps. Like, what are the nine steps oh, to manufacture? nine steps? <laughs> so the seduction stands for each letter is a chapter. So the first step is the letter S, which is self-definition and self-awareness. There's no way that any of us can be purposeful or meaningful or be great contributors to society or even in our own relationships, family, um, romantically, whatever, if we don't have clarity in our own self-definitions. So that's step one. The letter E is environment, understanding the cultural context you have to operate in. And that means being a great listener. But it really means being having a kind of finely tuned radar to what culture what's happening. The D stands for design. You have to be packaged well. This could be a political candidate or an automobile. The U, understanding. That means being a great listener and understanding the people that you're trying to build a relationship with. C stands for communication, the quality of the storytelling, the, 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 the poetry. The T stands for trust, which means you have to do what you say. And if you waver from that, then you've lost. So trust. The I stands for inspiration. Great brands and great people inspire others. The O stands for openness, which is about generosity and the willingness to give until it hurts. You have to be someone who's, who um, is more concerned with how you can project good ideas, positive support, than, than take it because it will come back to you in spades anyway. And then the N finally stands for network which is you can have all these great qualities and characteristics, but if no one knows about it, then you're just uh, screaming out in the middle of a desert somewhere. Um, and so the N stands for the network and building, building a community around those first eight. And so that has worked out to be like a mathematical equation. If you follow those nine steps and understand them really well and put real thought into each one, it works out like math. It, it just is a formula that works. Real Vision subscribers can access this full Real Visionaries episode on our plus tier over at realvision.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com.